0: Insha'Allah, we will be studying the call to the believers. The whole theme, every talk I do this month of Ramadan is going to be based upon a book written by a scholar where he gathered the eighty-nine times in which the mes- in which the Quran and Allah Taala calls the mu'mineen. Now, if you want a, uh, a a basic breakdown, whenever Allah says Ya yeah, A'yunes, that's usually Mecca, and He's talking to the people of Mecca. But when he says Ya Ayyu amanu is for the people of Medina. In other words, the Mu'minin, the believers of Medina. So that's what we're going to be looking at today. Okay. And today we're on call number four, the fourth co- uh, time in ya Amanu is mentioned in the Quran. Okay. And that is Surat al-Baqarah. And that's 178 ayah of Surat al-Baqarah. And that's what we're gonna be on today, and that's what we're looking at. So Ya Ayyuh Aladina <speaking> Amanu <in> Kutiba Alaikum ulkita al kita uh uh ladina <language> amanu, kutiba alaikum al kisasu filkatla al horubil horri, well abdubil abdi, well untabil unta feman hofi alahumin ahihi shaum fetiambil maruf wada un ilehi bihasan Delikakfi for murrabbi kumura rahma. This ayah is about in the old days, if you killed a slave from a tribe, they killed one of your slaves. How, how is that fair? They didn't kill you. If you went and killed, if a regular guy comes and kills your slave, you kill one of his slaves. You don't kill, he doesn't get killed. So how's that fair? What did that slave do to get killed? But that's what they used to do. So let's read from the tafsir here of why this was revealed. So we are sort of sticking our on our topic of the asbab and nuzul of the verses. What is qisas? Uh, this okay, qisas is uh, uh, justice and it is the exacting of justice when it, when someone gets a crime done to them you have three options pay attention to this so you should know what what recourse you have the first option you have is kisas, which is eye for an eye a tooth for a tooth you killed me on purpose you're gonna get killed okay you took off my finger you're taking off your finger on purpose that's the key it has to be something that was done by design on purpose not something that was done by accident so if something is done by accident there's no kazas the victim is the one who chooses in the islamic system of justice it's not the state that chooses it's the victim it's not the judge that sentences and the victims are sitting in the courtroom wondering if they're going to get justice or not no it's the victim who chooses and if the victim is dead then it's his inheritors who inherits from this victim okay uh, so let's say a man gets killed. That man leaves a wife and four kids. That wife and four ki- and two parents. Wife, four kids, and two parents. They're the ones who decide one of the three options. Number one, qisas. Eye for an eye. Number two, compensation. It's called diya. And the way that we calculate dia in the sharia is that the Prophet had established that the human being is worth 100 camels. Okay? Human being is worth 100 camels. Remember, Sayyidina Ismail, what was he slaughtered for? He was going to be slaughtered, right? What was he replaced with? A hundred camels. So, a hundred camels at the value of a camel at that time. So, what was the gold value of a camel at that time? Was extremely high, because a camel in the, for the Arab is life. Camel is life, and that camel had no competition. There's nothing like other types of animals uh alpacas or llamas or something no camels that's it you don't have a camel in the desert go die so the camel 100 camels valuing gold i remember trying to calculate this way back in around 2013 so i came out to a million dollars essentially about a million dollars camels are expensive okay so probably about a million dollars so let's say the human is a million dollars so the eye your eyesight is as equal to your human, to the whole body. So one eye is, is $500,000. Other eye is $500,000. This was back in 2012 or 2013. If you take someone, if you injure like a tooth, is considered uh, 5% of the body, right? A tooth. So every limb has a measure. It's not subjective. Every limb of every human being has a measure. And that's the measure that is what you are. That's what your value is. Or or not the the value of that body part. And that's what the dia is. So the word dia means financial compensation. Now, let's say a person is killed. His family now, is. let's say he's got five inheritors. The inheritors, mom is alive, his wife is alive, and three kids are alive. If one of them does not want an eye for an eye, that means it automatically goes down to dia. Why? Because you can't partially kill somebody. So they have to unanimously want an eye for an eye. They have to want it unanimously. And if it's not unanimous, it's downgraded automatically to the dia. Now the dia, you can divide it up. So the dia is a million dollars. How's the million dollars going to go? The million dollars is going to go one-sixth is going to go to the mom because she inherits one-sixth. The wife inherits one-eighth. She gets an eighth. And the kid's they will divide the rest amongst themselves, right? The male will take two shares, and the female, or the daughter, will take one share. Okay. So, but the dia can be divided. So the dia, she can say the daughter can say, oh, "No, I want to forgive. I don't feel I don't feel right taking the money." And the mom says, "No, I'm not forgiving." And the wife says, uh, "I'm not forgiving either." So, whatever the amount of uh, money that you would have taken, that percentage is forgiven. Whoever forgives, his percentage is forgiven. So let's say the wife forgives, then one he that one eighth will not be paid. So he owes seven eighths of the dia. You see how it works based upon the inheritance. That's called dia. And then the third thing is called afu. Afu is complete forgiveness. So the wife chose afu, complete forgiveness. I completely forgive him. Yeah, but you can't forgive him for me. Let's say I'm the son. I want my. I want. I wanted qisas, but you you wouldn't agree to qisas. I wanted him dead. But you didn't agree to that. Fine, I have to swallow that. What am I going to get instead? I'm going to get my share of the dia. I'm not giving up my share. Let's say my share is half. right? Then you give me half. I'm going to get that half. Even if everyone else forgives, it doesn't matter. I'm getting my half. So the dia can be divided up and forgiven. You have to understand how the Islamic law works. And why is this system right? Because it puts the matter in the hands of the victims, not some judge, not some state and lawmakers. That makes no sense. It's got to go in the hands of the victim. So that's where it is. Okay. So let's see what he says here. The purpose of this revelation is to abolish the ahkam that had come before the Prophet ﷺ. This was necessary because Jews were insisting that killing alone was obligatory. And the Christians were were prescribing forgiveness. So with the Jews, we're all about, it's an eye for an eye. Whether you like it or not, it's an eye for an eye. The Christians were like, no, 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 forgive. You should always forgive. The Sharia came with the middle. You, ha- It's eye for an eye, but you have an option not only to forgive, to get a financial compensation. Because we're killing the guy or we're forgiving the guy. It's way too far off, right? Something in the middle is called the dia, the financial compensation, right, to, to ease your pain a little bit. And if you don't think $500,000 will ease your pain, you're mistaken. It will ease your pain a little bit. It's not going to erase your pain. You lost a loved one. It's not going to erase it, but it will distract you. With that money, you're going to go buy homes. You're going to buy investments. You're going to do this, that, and the other. It will distract you from the pains of the uh, loss that you just suffered. Now, the Arabs, they're the ones who had the dia. The way of the Arabs was not forgiveness. It was either eye for an eye or dia. So the Sharia actually combined all of these. There's the way of the Jews, qisas, because remember, all of these are old; they're all truth, but it's corrupted truth. So the the eye for an eye that came from the law of Moses, the forgiveness came from the law of Jesus. The dia may have come from maybe the Jews or from Prophet Ibrahim. Who knows where it came from? Right, the concept of the dia. So when a murder used to happen the Arabs used to either go with blood money or they would eye for an eye. In the application of these rules, there were some excesses though. For example, when a murder involved two tribes, one of them more noble than the other, then the nobles used to say, in retaliation for for one of our slaves, we must kill one of their free men. Okay? And for one of our women, one of their men. And for one of our men, two of theirs. So their tribes had, had like a caste system. There's a caste system. And there were some tribes, like, let's say, New York and Delaware, are they the same? Not the same, right? New York is a big city. So guys come in from Delaware, they do damage to New York. Well, what the Jehili Arabs would have done is they would have said, no, Delaware and New York is not even. It's not even. The value of this thing is not even. So we're going to take two of their guys. We're going to go kill two of their guys. They killed one of our guys. We're going to kill two of their guys, right? And this idea of the value of a person, uh, there is something to say about it. You see some certain countries they react really badly to when one of their citizens is killed. Other, they could care less. Why? Oftentimes, there's a lot of time and effort spent raising and developing this human being. Do you know how much time and money spent to develop a Marine? How about a Navy SEAL? Right, you know anyone in the Navy SEALs? I, I met a, mar- a couple of Marines. I have a couple of people that went to the Marines and, and made Toba came out. But I, I haven't met a Navy SEAL yet, but I've read about the Navy SEALs. It's literally insane the amount of stuff that they go through and the investment. So the, the death of one Navy SEAL, and let's say, forget that, he, he's going to war. He knows he's going to die, right? But the amount of investment, that's why they're crying because we invested like 10 years in this guy to develop him as a soldier. And then, uh, you know, uh, a, a shepherd from Afghanistan, you know, like uh, throws a sheep at him and kills him. Right. And they're like going crazy. So these guys, <laughs> it's true. Same thing with the Americans, like uh, generally an American, so much money is put into this person. Right. And then all of a sudden uh, uh, when he goes to a foreign country and gets killed or something, they're all so upset because so much money went into put into an effort went into developing this person. So The society reacts based on how much they spend to develop a person. Whereas what Allah says is a person is a person, okay? When it comes to their life, it's equal. That's the difference. So you should see the society react differently because of how much effort we put in this person. But Allah has come and said, okay, yeah, you did put that effort, but the person is a person, right? And one man for one man, the killer only. So you're not two men for one man. So that's what they used to do. They would also count their wounds as twice the wounds of their opponents and sometimes more. So they would all view like what? how, how superior are us? We're like double your superiority, right? Uh, we're double superior over you. So our wound is worth more than your wound. It is related that somebody once murdered one of the nobles, whereon a close relative of the murderer assembled in the presence of the victim's father said, what do you want? He said, one of three things. He said, okay, what are they? bring my son back to life, fill my house with the stars of the sky, or uh, you heard the whole of your tribe here to me so I can kill all of them. All right? Even then, it's not justice. It's not compensation. Well, Sharia came to break that jahiliya that your perception of the value of a human being has nothing to do with justice. Nothing to do with justice. As for the wrong committed in the case of blood money, it lay in the fact that they sometimes set the nobleman's blood money at several times the value of the common man. Okay, And the Prophet Muhammad wasallam, he prescribed that all humans in the justice, in their dia is the same. You kill the millionaire, you kill the homeless person. Intentionally, it's the same. Because what you're intervening with is the creation of Allah at that point, not their bank account, and not how much money was put into them. Second cause of revelation here, that it was connected, This it was revealed in connection to the incident involving the murder of Sayyidina Hamza. <coughs> Sayyidina Hamza was killed by Wahshi, but that was in war. According to a Sudi, uh, the tribes of Qurayda and Nadir, in spite of their being devout Jews, and devout to the scripture, they were following the path of the Arabs when it came to transgression. So they weren't even following their own book. When it came to transgression, so Allah says, In other words, it is made obligatory to do exact retaliation, not more. Okay, you retaliate; the the criminal is the one who gets punished. Nobody else. al hur wal wal Because they viewed it as three types of people. Man, woman, slave. You kill a slave, right? or a slave kills a nobleman, we don't kill the slave, we kill another nobleman. And that's how they used to operate. So you have to exact retaliation from the actual perpetrator. Nobody else. If a free man murders a free man, then the free man gets killed. If a slave murders a slave, the former gets killed. So on and so forth. That's the qisas. Not like here. Western system is so infuriating you got a guy kills 72 kids in norway and that guy's sitting eating breakfast lunch and dinner in a jail watching tv are you kidding that's true the guy who what was his anders brevik let's see what anders brevik is doing i guarantee he's eating like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich right now anders brevik let me just tell you what anders brevik is if i got his name right anders brevik what is he doing right now the guy is out there he is a Norwegian far-right dude. He was convicted of mass murder. He killed, what, 70 youth or something like that? Okay. 77 people. 21 years in jail. He killed 77 people, all right, and he serves, he doesn't even serve a year per person. What? What? 21 year jail sentence these these liberal countries these socialist liberal countries they have no concept of 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 rule of law and that's why if you want to commit a crime the more socialist and the more liberal the country is go there right because that's their law these are their their laws okay that's the maximum penalty in norway really wow he was sentenced 21 years in jail And if we need Maliki Click to fix this, go in with your axe. And that's what he deserved on his neck. Like, my opinion is this. If the guy gets caught. And it's there's absolutely zero doubt he committed the murders, right? Like zero doubt. The moment the firstly, you shouldn't have a a, 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 a jury. Why would you bring these common people who don't know anything about law? Bring me three lawyers to make the judgment. If you want to put it on one person, fine. Bring me three lawyers. Professional jury. Three guys that are lawyers who understand the law and they're they're, all of their cases are public can be reviewed, right? So they're going to want to be consistent with their peers. Their peers can review all their cases. Now we have absolute certainty that the guy's guilty. He committed the murder 100%. It's not based upon Uh, something that is hearsay. It's not based upon circumstantial evidence. A lot of guys were found guilty. A lot of guys are found guilty on circumstantial evidence. Like you just happened to be there at this time of the murder, or you didn't have an alibi at the time, but there's no evidence. But let's say, so let's, we categorize all the guilty verdicts based upon the basis. And we realize that there is going to be a level of, 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 of guilt that is certain. So camera footage, for example, right? Uh, like five many eyewitnesses that you committed the murder or you admitted it. Of course, that's uh, uh, admission is the chief of all evidence. When that judge says that you are found guilty, why are you breathing another minute? Immediately. you should go from there, go to the back room, right? Let everyone watch. And this person gets a death penalty. That's it. Finish them. Why are we paying for the, why is the system Treating this person like he's some kind of, he has any more rights in life. Chalas. And then it's taxing. All the citizens are, are doing this, are paying for this. And then sometimes they find him guilty. And he's like 30 years on death row. What's the point? What is the point? 30 years waiting to die? That's worse. Sometimes you just forget it over with. And then it costs about hundreds of thousands of dollars It costs hundreds of thousands of dollars the way that they do the death penalty. Why? Why? And they have to get a special medicine to put the guy, They give him the syringe, and sometimes it doesn't work, right? Get a mafia guy, boom, bullet in his head, back of his head. He didn't even see it. He didn't see it coming, and it's finished, right? Why do we need to go through this? And then the electric chair. Oh, that thing is like, you want to be Humane. You know thomas edison is guilty for that like the one of the worst things he did in his life thomas edison is the one who came up with the idea and i think it was up in buffalo or something or albany that they wanted him to do it so he wrote them letters and he showed them how to kill someone with electric chair and it failed miserably right and then all his letters were leaked right because he wrote his he wrote these letters to the guy in albany show him how to do it it was leaked to the press. It was a big embarrassment for Thomas Edison. That's like the worst thing that he did. I don't know what they're all whining about, Nikola Tesla, and they're making Tesla to be some victim. No. That was uh, Oppenhauer or whatever his name is. But Edison, he it was a light bulb, and then it was the, the movie. The movie reel was Thomas Edison, right? The guy is brilliant. He has over 300 patents, right? Uh, so the electric chair it's a disaster it never works well of course nobody uses it anymore then they use this other medicine sometimes that doesn't work and i'm thinking to myself why are we doing this so it's oh you want to shoot someone alive okay fine don't do that put the guy asleep give him some sleeping pills let him go to sleep then shoot him or kill him some other way are we going to get canceled from instagram by the by the way because you know they're all they're all like all oh, about the death penalty. But you guys, wait a second!
1: Your own government's dropping bombs everywhere.
0: So what are you whining about?
1: This it, is or good Israel's
0: too. not doing the same
1: thing. This is good because it's like one of the main misconceptions is the Islamic justice system. Yeah, like, I remember at the Dawood booth, this was like the first question people asked. "Hudud,
0: yeah. punishments are very number one. They're 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 not easy to claim, right? So it has to be, for example, theft. It has to. be You have to break a lock. And the value of the item must be of a certain level. And you have to walk out of the property with that item. So you know what thieves in the olden days, they you know thieves, they always know the law, right? They used to steal and throw it out the window. And then their friend never broke the lock, never came in the house, catches it and leaves. So they're thieves, right? But it's not going to be head punishment. So they know if we get caught, worst case, we're going to be downgraded. So downgraded to what? Something else, right? It's not going to be something that is the head punishment but this guy is going for 21 years that means this guy brevik is going to be walking the earth someday going to eating at restaurants and you're saying that you're civilized the guy killed 77 people and he's going to be eating sandwiches and buying tvs and 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 sleeping and enjoying life and
1: you call yourself civilized i remember we were talking to a uh, one of our teachers, who's a jail chaplain, yeah. right? and he was like, "There's one guy who's about to get out. He served 25 years, and he's just like so scared for him. This guy to get out of jail, yeah, because he got worse." Like basically. And by
0: the way, you go, you put someone in jail with other criminals to learn how to be a criminal, right? To get better at being a criminal. So I had a friend in New Haven, Connecticut. He went to jail. I was like, "Oh, you went to jail?" He's like, "Oh yeah, you got to go to jail, right?" You gotta go to jail if you're from this part of town. You gotta go to jail. That's like going to school, basically. You get respect after you come out of jail. If you didn't go to jail, they don't trust you, right? They don't respect you at all. Why? Because the jail has become like a place. It's like it's a hangout, right? Going to prison where you learn stuff, come out with different tattoos. So, okay, so this guy, he goes and he kills twenty people, uh, seventy-seven people, and he only spends. 21 years in jail go figure tell me that this is civilization All right uh are you we have pests um in, in in real life you have pests what do you do with pests you call pest control and you remove them right because they're harmful to society you have your own body you have cancer cells you remove them from the society now we human beings cannot be the ones to judge that only the creator can judge what deserves a physical punishment, right? Because you don't have the right to touch anyone else's body, but the creator does. So we agree with the liberals in the sense that nobody has a choice. None of us humans have the right. We agree with that, actually. But we we go one step further and we say we have a creator and the creator has decided for us. He has the right, right? Okay, let's see what else. If he does not repent, and he persists in refraining from repentance, retaliation. This is what is this about? This is about hmm, probably the blasphemer. Okay. There are only nine head crimes: murder, blasphemy, public alcoholism, like public drinking, theft, which is like more like burglary. Like you get, you went in, uh, you broke a lock. You stole something and you left with it uh adultery and fornication and for that requires four witnesses to penetration um uh, if you accuse someone of adultery and fornication falsely then you get some of the punishment 40 lashes um boom 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 Public, what's the other ones? Um, we said blasphemy, right? And apostasy, blasphemy and apostasy, murder. Oh, harm, harm. So less than murder, but you you assaulted someone, you harmed their body. Like you, there's a there's a permanent damage to the body. So that's like you harm somebody. So those are the those are the head crimes. I'm, pro, I'm I think I'm pretty sure I'm missing one. Pretty sure I'm missing one. I can't remember what it is. Adultery zina. Theft, adultery, zina, blasphemy, uh, physically harming somebody, murder, public drunkenness. That's it. Yeah. And accusing, false accusation, right? Of zina and adultery. That's it. So those are your head crimes. And other than that, the ruler. Um, the, the the society and the ruler will decide what the what the punishment is after that but the problem with jail is that jail takes away the rights of other people so if you're a mom and your son is a criminal right all right he's a criminal but he takes care of me okay he defends me in my home he provides food for us i'm an old lady my son he provides for me when you put him in jail you're harming the mom Just because someone's a criminal from one aspect doesn't mean he's not fulfilling obligations in another aspect. So, for example, this person might be, for example, um, taking care of his family. He might have five kids, right? So if you put him in jail, what are you doing for those five kids? So what the Sharia says is that this person may get, they they deserve a punishment. Oh, black magic? Really? Yeah. Yeah that's what it's, someone said that black magic yeah. all right really is it okay i can't remember that i know it's from the Mubikats. it's from one of the seven deadly sins or, or long-lasting sins but is it a had crime i guess maybe it is a had crime um i can't remember that reading that but in fiqh but maybe i'm wrong uh but that person has he he, he takes care of a family so why would you deprive that aspect of him punish him himself you know what else is, a, is not allowed for Sharia? To punish people by taking their money. Like fines, not allowed. You can't fine people. They could pay what they damaged. Yes, of course, they could pay what they damaged. Or there's dia, right? But you can't say, if you litter here, we're taking $25. Unless you can prove that that's the cost of cleanup. Then you could say yes, right? You can't say, for example, you did this crime, you're going to pay this amount of money. Uh, for, unless it's a dia or a compensation or you can justify it but just randomly charging people fines is not allowed also taxation is only for the police and the military that's it for the poor and everything else and health insurance the citizens put together endowments for that citizens endowments where you willingly what you're the ones who are going to benefit you willingly put together something like that and i did ask and there is difference of opinion on luxury tax Luxury tax, such as the rich buy like a a plane and you charge them like an extra, a ridiculous 29%, 19% tax on it, right? Right. Uh, That's debatable in the Sharia. All right. So let's, uh, is that, is that clear what we said about this uh, murder? Anything else, Ryan? It's pretty clear about what the, just a basic summary of what we're not going to go any deeper than that. Just a basic summary of what the Sharia system is in terms. The Sharia system is in terms of of punishments and um, and these types of things. Just a, a basic summary. Nothing more than that. Okay. All right. Let's see what's going on here. That I was, uh, that I didn't cover all of it, but it was two, it was Surah al-Baqarah 178. All right, let's go to the Q&A. And now it is open Q&A, but we're, we're not going to go forever. We're going like, to oh, only 25 minutes because it is Ramadan. We don't want to kill ourselves, by the way, with like two, three-hour streams. Is it haram to double date? You mean as husband and wife, I'm assuming. Husband and wife, go out with another husband and wife. I think that uh, in the house, if you invite someone, Quran says that you can uh, eat together in the house. If you're like, it's family, it's close, to a small group of people. There's no harm in that. So for example, um, let's say brother and sister, brother and sister, and then they're the brother's wife and the sister's husband. So the wife, the brother's uh, wife and the sister's husband, they themselves are not, they're, they're not, uh, they're, they're marriageable. They could t- potentially marry. They have to lower the gaze with each other. But is it permissible, for example, that let's say I go to a country or a city and my uh, my brother-in-law and his wife, And me and my wife, were meeting them and they take us out for a dinner or something like that. It's not something that's going to be, as long as there's no gazing without, uh, with shahwa and you should really avoid situations where you could possibly really be staring at somebody. But uh, those small gatherings where family is involved, especially really where the question is, is families involved in this, right? Uh, I'm just talking practically speaking. It, ha- it This is how it goes and how it happens. Uh, and it Essentially, you should just really try to avoid the gaze. And if it's a situation where some of the relatives that you have, I'm talking practically here, right? Some of the relatives that you have may not be observing the Sharia the way you do, right? What do you do? So you just avoid looking at them as much as you can. What if they fall in love with your personality without staring? That's why it should be kept to a minimal. Really, the best of gatherings are the gatherings where the brothers are on one side, the men are on one side and women are the others. I guess it's possible to fall in love with your personality. What's going on, right? Are you making Tiamu? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Okay, let's hear it. I suffer from anemia, low iron, so it's a chronic <clears throat> illness, and get crippling backache during the long fasts to the point I can't move or do anything. Am I exempt from keeping the long fasts until I recover? The, uh, the your medical doctor must be a who, who is a, you need a Muslim medical
0: doctor to exempt you from the Ramadan fast. You need you need a Muslim doctor to exempt you and tell you that, for example, if the fast is more than twelve hours. You can't do it. If it's less than that, you can do it. And then for the 12-hour fast, you have to pay fidya. And for less than that. So the Muslim medical doctor has to tell you this. Is there a significance to the color green in Islam? It's the Prophet's favorite color. Yes, the Prophet loved to look at the color green. That's all it says. So not everything should be painted green and dressed in green. No, the Prophet loved the color green to look at the color green. In other words, foliage. But his favorite color of clothes was white. The favorite color clothes for the Prophet
1: ﷺ was white. All right, what else we got? Well, this question, I can't really read the Arabic. It's really small. But someone said, what are practical examples of exhibiting shukr in light of la, la zinakum la, la in shakur? in shakartum
0: what is it? practical examples of showing shukr is charity. Giving charity, helping people, smiling, be in a good mood. If Allah was good to you, why aren't you in a good mood? Make yourself happy. SubhanAllah. Make yourself happy. Okay? Be happy as much as you can. Believe in Allah's qudra. Your situation uh, can can be changed. Right? If it's not a good situation, have yaqeen. So, so shukr is by reflecting that happiness with others, by sharing with them either your good mood or your wealth or your food or your expertise, etc., etc., etc. Follow okay. up. Mm.
1: Is it enough to just say Alhamdulillah very sincerely?
0: No, that's Hamd. That's not Shukr. Hamd is between you and Allah. Shukr is between you and the creation. Ushkuru lillah. Do something good for others as an expression of your gratitude to Allah. So you get a million dollars and you go pray two rakas. That's Hamd now give out some charity that's shukr that's the difference between hamd and shukr hamd is between you and allah i worship you i'm full of gratitude and love for my creator for giving me all these wonderful things that's hamd now shukr i have this ni'mah the rest of my people don't have this ni'mah i share my ni'mah i give charity i support people okay um Someone once asked me, well, what if I don't, I have everything, I'm content, I don't, what, how do I make du'a if I'm content, I have everything. Well, other people need du'a, right? Make du'a for others. All right, let's get this question here from Farooq. He says, uh, How? have you any advice for those working while fasting and wanting to maximize Ramadan? Yeah, put earbuds, these ear pods in your ear and listen to dhikr and du'a while you're working. Does accidentally swallowing toothpaste require fidya? It requires kafara. Allah and kafara. Yeah, because this is something you knowingly put in your mouth. And it's known that this stuff is going to come around. So the rule on toothpaste, you knowingly put it, it's not wudu. You had the option of a miswak. You knowingly put this in your mouth. So now when it falls into your throat, about and kafara, $600. Sorry, right, Isra, get your checkbook out. Or go find one of these charities. Maybe the kafara in Chad is less than $600. You can feed 60 poor people in Chad for probably $60. So, or, or other countries where the amount of food is so much easier, uh, cheaper, right? So that we don't burden you so much. So get your debit card out, go onto your phone and look up Islamic Relief Chad or something like that and pay your kafara, that's your kafara and then you, you abstain from eating the rest of the day to respect the month and you don't have an excuse uh, and then at the end of the month you make up one Qada okay? Caitlin says, you've spoken about having full yaqeen in dua, 100%. How do we stop the thought That what if this du'a isn't in my qadr for me? Well, by saying, what if it is? That's how you answer that question. Because it's a 50-50, right? It is or it isn't. What if it isn't? What if it is? Right? It's 50-50. Okay? And sins, let me tell you something. Sins is what disrupts your yaqeen. If you have, let's say you're trying to have yaqeen, but sins but but doubts are coming up. Those doubts are caused by sins. So what you should do is make istighfar. Do ibadah. Remove your sins. You will have yaqeen. Yaqeen only settles in the clean heart. The cleaner your heart, the more yaqeen has. And it's not just about cleaning your heart. Learn about Allah. Read all the hadiths about dua. Study the hadiths about dua. And the tafsirs about the verses of dua. You will realize who Allah is. Who you're dealing with. When you realize, when you get to know Allah properly, you have a good opinion of Him. You never have a bad opinion of Him. Allah doesn't play tricks on mu'mineen, and He's not stingy with them. And His default, ask me and I give you. (laughs) That's the default. Ask the fuqaha. The default is, call upon me, I grant you. Only in the case that you ask for something that's not good for you, I'll give you something different instead. But you don't know that. Many people start with that. Oh, well, what if it's not good for me? How do you know that? You don't know. Just make your dua and, 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 and end it. Leave leave that to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And oh, say, oh Allah, grant me this if it's good for me. If it's good for me, grant it to me. And but and then have full yaqeen, full yaqeen, that Allah ta'ala will answer your dua. Why? Because the Prophet commanded us to. The Prophet said, wa while certain that you're going to get the answer so we're obeying the prophet here we're going by the letter of the law sallallahu wa young Muji says how would you explain the jabarut to somebody hmm, I'll have to get back to you on this one Sarah says is it haram for women to recite Qur'an in front of men it's makruh if she beautifies her voice to the point that it could really attract a man's uh, attention in a way that is not appropriate. But if it's she's just reciting it like the way a person is talking, then that's not forbidden. But usually people don't recite like that, right? Rosie Chloe says, What they could do you recommend we place importance on Ramadan if we don't have much time to do them all? The recitation of the Qur'an more than anything else. Recite the Qur'an as much as you can. And in the last 10 days, Allahumma innaka kafoon. Amatrax 99 says, Is it permissible for one to sit down and pray if they get dizzy when standing up? The answer is yes. You are allowed to do that. And in the sunnah, any non-obligatory prayer, you can sit by default, but it's only half the reward, even if there's no harm. You can sit. If there's no harm and you're just tired, you can sit, but you get half the reward. But anytime that you have a reason not to stand, you can sit in the prayer. Yeah, but if you have a if you have a excuse, a medical excuse, you can sit. Yeah. So for example, someone broke their leg, someone has a dizziness, a vertigo problem, something like that, they're allowed to sit. Favorite dishes that you love to break your fast with. It's gonna be no doubt about it. Um, my milk. And dates, of course, that's how you break your fast. And then a lot, big thing of water, this big. I don't know if you guys have seen my water bottle, right? And then it's got to be a lot of water. And this time, I'm really, uh, I have an issue with the, the caffeine dependency. I'm not with it anymore. I love the drink coffee for the warmth and the taste, right? But I'm not I'm not up for this. I'm not accepting this dependency. I don't like to be controlled, right? And my behavior now, I get headaches. What is this? No. I'm, I'm fighting a war on the caffeine dependency. I love the drink. I love coffee, right, as a drink. But I'm not going to be dependent anymore. So I used to have a cup of coffee right away with Iftar, but now it's decaf. I'm going with – because decaf it will be like 10%, harmless, right? So it will be decaf. And I do have two bags. So a little bit of the caffeine and the decaf to get myself off of this decaf or this caffeination thing. And then from now on, wake up in the morning, first thing, cup of coffee. No, no more of that. If if so, it's decaf, right? And then people tell me, oh, there's problems with the decaf. Okay, I'm trading two problems. I'm trading one problem for a lesser problem. I'll deal with the decaf problem after I deal with this headache problem because I'm not a fan of this. And then for Ramadan, I tend really to like something dry, not saucy. I'm not a bit fan of saucy, like spicy and saucy, so something dry and then you have to have a lot of salads the best thing you have for sahur is like mexican food like beans or egyptian food beans that stuff will hold you down but you need to have salads because that stuff will make a rock in your stomach and and you and you're going to be upset at the end of the month you're going to be really your digestive system is terrible so you have to have a lot of salads so uh, that's 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 my best advice in terms of Iftar is that you you don't want to have something so saucy it's going to really mess you up, or even that heavy. All right, Reed says, Are Tarawih 20 rakas and not less? The Prophet said and prayed 20 for Tarawih every day during Ramadan. The answer is no, 20 comes from the Sahaba. The Sunnah is 20 for the Masajid to establish, the mosques should establish 20 as a Sunnah. What is Tarawih? Any number of rakas. Two rakas is tarawih. Four rakas is tarawih. Six rakaz is tarawih. Okay. Any number
1: of rakaz is tarawih. Did Sayyidina Omar Ibn Aziz was he the thirty six? 36th?
0: Sayyidina Omar Ibn Aziz made it 36. Why? It's the same amount of time. But by breaking the rakas up, it allowed people to stay, for, to be more flexible in how much they stayed. Right? So imagine if you had a two-hour tarawih divided in eight rakaz. Okay, so that means four rakas in one hour. Two rakas is half an hour. Okay, so that means if I stay, if I want to stay forty-five minutes, I can't. I can't stay forty-five minutes. I either thirty minutes or an hour. So if now I say two hour tarawih broken up into twenty rakas, so now I can have more flexibility. How much is each raka? Is how much now, right? So one hour ten rakas, half an hour, let's say five rakas so that means 6 minutes per raka so now I'm flexible i could say for any number variable of 6 now say noamara bin al-aziz let's say if is 2 hours breaking 36 rakahs now which way more flexible so you could you can stay as long as you want and dip out whenever you want that's why he established it as 36 it's not like he added uh 36 so double the amount of time no the time was the same but it was the division of rakahs so That also proves that the 20 is a sunnah of the sahaba. If there's a reason not to go with it, then there's no harm in that. But it is 20 rakats as a sunnah for the masajid to establish. But for you as an individual, any amount of salah that you do is tarawiyah. Is chess haram? Not for the shafi'iyah. He always discourage all such games, And we have khushua and yaqeen. How? By imagining and realizing the one before whom you are standing. And imagining and recognizing both the gain and the loss that is in his hands. We can suffer gain and we can suffer loss. And there's only one power source for either one. If you always remember, there's only one power. That's the only one that's worthy of paying attention to. Everything that you're worried about is in the hands of only one power. When you think about that, everything that I want is in his hands. Everything that I fear losing is in his hands. You will have khushua. Study the attributes of Allah and his power and and the, and the, and the, and the ayat of dua. It will increase you in khushua. Yaqeen Yaqeen is, is different. Yaqeen is more broad. Yaqeen is by good company and by being in the constant state of the remembrance of Allah. Constant exposure to dhikrullah. Stories and things like this. Stories of the prophets. Things like that. alhamdulillah I'm telling you anybody who is in any weakness of iman go back to yourself you rebuild your iman you regroup your iman from yourself what do I fear in this world what do I desire in this world who's going to give it to me because that's the the raw basis of a human being of an animal of a creature is self-benefit and avoiding self-harm who's going to bring that to you Right. What's your thought on the Dajjal in the modern era? His system is here, 100%. We're in his system, the Jadic system. Our money's corrupted, our our mental health uh, approach to mental health, in my opinion, is completely corrupted. It's taken the will out of the human being and it's just made the human being just a machine where uh, his will is removed. The food that we eat, Allahu Adam, you know, what it, what, it, what goes on, what's involved in it. Our financial system's corrupted. Our educational system, everything's corrupted. And so, uh, yeah, we're in the era of the Dajjal. But I'm not a fan of overthinking it. What is Imam Mahdi going to come with? The Sharia. We already have the Sharia. So let's, let's get busy. Get busy studying, but be aware that this era is a very dangerous era. You need suhba. Suhba and you need humility and you need knowledge so the humble person he doesn't he he fails at suhbah and knowledge he fails at knowledge because he doesn't ask he's too arrogant to ask and he fails at suhbah because he thinks he's better than all these people you must keep the company of the pious muslims okay keep their company all the time all the time especially those involved in ilm nothing's more important than ilm right knowledge like okay there's a lot of gatherings what gathering am i going to be part of be part of the gathering that studies. They're the ones who are most likely they're gonna, because they're they're it, it, they're gonna get things right. They're gonna understand the sunnah properly because they're studying. If you want money, you go to become a businessman. If you want to be healthy, you hang out with people who exercise. Okay, of course, people who exercise can make mistakes, but more likely than not, you will lose weight. Businessmen, they make money, they lose money. More likely than not, they make money, right? Students of knowledge, they make mistakes and they learn, right? More likely than not, they're going to have guidance. That's why we say, like, these are the people that are into guidance. They're studying all the time. So be with those people who are constantly studying, but be with them in a way that is you're always keeping your intention clean. You never want to get so into a group that it becomes dramatic and you lose your intention, right? So always be with with the people in a relaxed, easy way with your intention clean. And don't get competitive. H-6742, the caffeine tolerance has reset now, and she, she, he or she did the war of fighting the caffeine dependency. So my way of doing it is going to be to taper it off, right? I'm never going to totally stop. Why deprive myself? I enjoy it, right? Do you know how many other haram things? I could have enjoyed myself in many other ways, but they're all haram. There was a guy who was very overweight. His wife brought him a plate of food one time. It was Eid. And she said to him, is there anything else that you enjoy besides food? He said, because he's trying to get him to lose weight, right? He said, yes, but they're all haram, right? She said, okay, eat more. Okay, But he is, I'm not going to deprive myself of something halal that I enjoy, but I'm not going to make myself dependent either. So I'm going to mix up the decaf with the calf until I'm like totally off the dependency. So that I could, you could fast more too in the middle of the year. Or wake up in a grouchy mood with a headache. I don't, I don't want that. Does Dunya Traveler says does the special time of Ijaba in Tahajjud apply to those who stay awake till Fajr? Of course it does. But it's you who are going to be different. You sleep, you wipe away all the thoughts of the day, wiped clean. When you get up for Tahajjud, let's say three, four a.m. Sometimes five a.m. depends on when Fajr is. You're going to be so fresh so clean your mind is completely wiped clean and you're going to wake up with a different attitude so you're going to be stronger the time and the the time of hijab is the time of hijab when it comes down it comes down for everybody it doesn't come down selectively but it's you who may be um uh, stronger if you had slept a little bit Cozy Chloe says, fasting from coffee dependency is the worst. It's totally the worst. First day, you got headache here. You got it here. and it moves. It's completely everywhere. Then you're just knocked out. Okay. And then you can't eat fast enough, right? And when you eat, you're going to take that tamar. You take that excedrin. You get that water. Then maybe that cup of coffee. But now I'm like, no, I'm not going to put myself in the loop again. Right? Decaf with a little bit of a calf. It's called half-calf now. And then, um, sleeping early is important. Sleeping is one of the best medicines for headaches. Sleeping. Water and sleep. Are you aware of any tafsirs that break down commentary based on different qura'ats, says young Muji. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Al-Baghwi does it a lot. Uh, Al-Razi does it a lot. But, is that their direct specialty that only That, what they're talking about? No, but Baghoui is always mentioned different Qurats. It's always mentioned. Get Tafsir al-Baghoui. It's one PDF. Put it on your iPad. Ryan, what do you got?
1: I haven't got to write yet. Is someone with dementia required to pay zakat and should his wife or children pay it for him?
0: Yes. Uh, Now, one of the things that, the good question there, someone has dementia, is he obligated to pay zakat? Remember zakat, the khitab of zakat is not on the person, it's on the money. That's why it's one of the only acts of of ibadah that is actually uh, does not have the precondition that you be a sane Muslim in the sense that for you to have the sin of it, yes, you will be sinful if you're sane and aware and awake. You will be sinful if you don't pay the zakah. But if you're in a situation where you are not mukallif, then you are sinless. But the well, the the zakat the kitab is still upon the zakat. The commandment of the Sharia is still on the the money. I mean, it's on the money. So your family has
1: to take it out for you. Anything? What else, Ryan? Um, does nasal fluid break the
0: fast? Nasal fluid when it comes to. Um, Anything that you put into your nose, such as nasal spray, that breaks your fast. Yes. If it drips back, breaks your fast. Oh, getting IV drip. IV drip, of course. Yeah. I, I heard even a brother told me that he put in eye uh, uh, drops that made its way back. Anyone here study biology? That he said that he took in eye drops and then I guess he laid down or something. It went, I don't know where, where it went but it ended up in his throat. So is someone here studied biology, I know we have some surgeons on the stream. This is where we need Oz. Yeah, we need the Wizard of Oz because he's studying to be a medical doctor. I told him many times, stop this nonsense and, and,
1: and join me in business. But... <laughs> All right, we got another one from, Go. v, from V. How to spiritually grow and cleanse your heart when you feel overwhelmed and unsure what to start with? How do you... Uh, cleanse yourself spiritually when you're overwhelmed with how, what to start
0: with. That goes more to how do we achieve anything? And you're just asking about the most important thing, which is your spirituality. You achieve anything by just starting. Just start. Don't think. Don't overthink. So I, I, I'm i assuming this person, if their room is messy, they also get overwhelmed, right? If they have a pile of bills, they get overwhelmed. Or a pile of homework, they get overwhelmed. Spirituality, they get overwhelmed. It's the same thing just start, don't think just put your wheels in motion it doesn't matter whether you're doing things in the best most efficient way or not, that doesn't make a difference what makes a difference is are you are you moving eventually you'll get through that pile right, so move just start, so my advice to you, just start don't think too much, take action does tarawih have to be performed before the second half of the night to be considered tarawih, tarawih is formed between Aisha and sleeping. That's Sarawih. Texting the opposite gendered considered khalwa. It's not considered khalwa, but it's not considered halal either. percent Unless there is something that you can't avoid. It's not something that's considered the way of the Salihin to be texting women. Put someone else on the text. Okay. This is like the question that uh smitu. Asked. Rashid Nahas. He asked, Can you DM, DM a woman? Got okay. and the answer to that is it's not khalwa. DMing is not khalwa, it's not with your body. However, is not the way of the salihin. it's not the way of the righteous. And you don't don't do this. Don't go that realm of communicating with sisters in that way. Like, what's your business with them? Oh, I want to marry her. Okay, but you're all right, let's be practical. I want to marry her. Okay, is that how you're going to do it? So what are you going to do? Chit-chat? Are you going to go watch Charisma on Demand, how to text girls, right, and learn? Because you're not going to say, hey, I want to marry you. Click. It's not a cold call, right? You know this word, cold calls? You're not going to say, I want to marry you. So what are you going to say? So you're going to warm up to it. Oh, so now you need to like learn like how to talk, right? How to How to flirt, basically. This is not the way, I'm telling you. It's not the way it's done. Does visualizing your du'a coming true help it, help its efficacy? Uh, the Syrian scholar said uh, uh, the uh, matters begin with the imagination. Habib Omar says it and I, there's a Syrian scholar who also wrote it, uh, said it, where the matter begins with your imagination and you continue to imagine it with the khayal, we call it khayal, Quwetil khayal, تتحقق, until it becomes real. Okay, it becomes a reality. And Habib Omar calls it التأمل, right? Or al-khayal, uh, use of khayal, or imagination of a thing. Why? Because it makes you start to think and it makes it feel like it's part of your your reality. Now your your mind will open up to how you can achieve your goal. So this is all in the reality of goal setting and it doesn't really change in dua either. Because dua is not the only thing that you're going to do. You must act. You have to act. And Habib Umar says, because of your confidence and your action, then Allah will answer your dua. And Imam al-Haddad says the same thing. Allah does not answer your dua until you move. So because of your confidence and your belief in it, that is one of the reasons why Allah Ta'ala will answer your dua. A dua is not the only thing. You have to have dua and you have to have action. There's dua and there's action. So, the imagination of a thing is part of achieving it. You can't achieve it if you don't know where you're going. Right. And you have to remind yourself because the future is unseen. My plan is unseen. Anything that's unseen, you have to do the good of it. You have to remember it all the time. Right. So if it's something, let's say of uh, the future, something planned that you want to do in the future if you don't think about it, you're going to forget about it. You have to always remember. It. If it's a promise that somebody gave you, the promise is not something that I could see or feel or hear or touch. You have to always remember it. There are, there are divine promises. Allah has promises. You have to always repeat them to yourselves. All right, so I have a playlist of these lectures, clips from the scholars, such as Sheikh Rajab al okay, Sheikh Abdul Aziz al-Khatib, all different ulama who talk about the divine promises. I just listen to them all day. Because a divine promise is something that is unseen to us. Its effect upon you is only to the degree that you can remember it or that you're in remembrance of it, that you're thinking about it. So constant, nonstop reminder. It's the same thing for future goals. If I have a future goal, for example, Safina Foundation has a future goal. We have three parts to our goal. By constantly thinking about it, talking about it, it, then you, you remind yourself so you don't get distracted from it. Our our Hifz Academy is our first goal. Dawah Center and Soup Kitchen are the second goal. Third goal is the full-time school, uh, seminary. We're not going to call it seminary. I don't like the word seminary. Call it House of Wisdom. Why? What do you think of that name? House of Wisdom. It's a good name, right? Revive the Abbasid Library. House of Wisdom. And that's going to be with a shiukh. Teaching. All day. Fiqh. Haqeedah. Tasawuf. Hadith. Quran. Three goals. So In the same way promises divine promises and 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 personal or spiritual or life goals you have to always remember them all day or else you you lose them you forget about them okay so i love this this question and i love the concept is reading english translation of quran considered recitation no it's considered studying the meaning maybe but not translation how do you start get khushua in Salah? This is what we mentioned last time, is remember the one in front of whom you're standing. You're standing in front of someone very generous, very powerful. How could you not have khushua? His creation is the most beautiful of all creation. Everything is in his hands. No other source. Can women visit the grave of the Sultans, like Sultan Abdul Hamid II? Women can visit the graves. And it is makruh to attend the burial. The prophet forbade it, but he didn't follow up on the prohibition because people are sad at that time, so they're not going to be scolded. But it is something that is makruh for the women to attend the burials. And there is some takhfif, some takhfif, a little bit more leniency for the actual immediate relatives, right? But as a default setting, makruh for the women to attend the burials. Um... For women to attend the grave, to visit graves after death of anybody, they can do that, whether it's man or a woman, or woman, right? So you can go there and recite for them Fatiha, recite for them Quran, and intend that they receive the reward of that recitation. It's called hibat al Tawab, and all of the madhabs agree upon its validity. In- initially, the Maliki madhab, said he didn't know if the reward reached people or not. Later on, the Madakiyya followed the Shafi'is in this. The Shafi'iyah were more strongly that, yes, it does. And so the latter Madaki scholars all follow the Shafi'is on this, that, yes, the reward does arrive to... And Izz ibn Abdul Salam. he had said that he doubts whether... He doesn't know if the reward arrives to the dead or not. When he died, okay, his people recited Qur'an for him, and they intended the reward for him. And then they saw him in a dream afterwards. And they asked him, "Are you receiving our recitation?" He said, "I'm receiving it, so recite more, so uh, you can make do out for them." All right. Now we have Cozy Chloe saying, "I want to sign up for Ashmauiya on ArcView Fake, but it's not live; it's pre-recorded." So, what do we do if we have questions? How does that work? If you're in ArcView, you should be in the ArcView WhatsApp chats. And if you send it, hey, Rod, did you check the, oh, the info? Because a whole bunch of people sent in for the to be put onto the WhatsApp chats. Yeah, we're not, yeah. Okay, so we're, we're gonna. If you send us, yeah, you should be able to get on the WhatsApp chats. Look around. It look in the classroom, or like in the in the, um, sorry, the curriculum in ArcView. There should be a link to join the general WhatsApp chats. And then there are specific WhatsApp chats to the different subject matter. That's how you ask your questions in the WhatsApp chat. And anyway, we're back May 22nd, inshallah ta'ala. I might actually, yeah, I'll, I should be there in that, that week. We're back online for Madiki Fiqh, May 27th. Arangzeb says, what is meant by Allah created Adam in his image or surah? No, it meant that hadith is interpreted, it means that that hadith comes in a, in a reason man came and a father had slapped his son and the prophet said him said do not slap him for allah created adam on his image meaning the son's image you know there's this face is how allah created adam so don't slap it so that his image the ها, their suratihi is ila al-walad it's the boy not allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Cambridge Muslim College is using the ARC philosophy. I know, to introduce their new series. I know, I told them. Copyright. This backbiting block du'a from... Be- but by the way, you should listen to those lectures. Abdul Hakim Murad's lectures. Anything he's... Whenever he opens his mouth, you should listen. Whenever he writes something, try to read it as best as you can if you understand it. Because it's... Sometimes his writing is deep. But all of his lectures you should listen to. Does backbiting block du'a from being answered? How does one repent from backbiting? Well, Allah forgives those who backbite. It's forgivable, no doubt about it. And your way out of that is to say something good about the person. So let's say I backbited um, about my mom to my friend. Okay? Now I have to say something good to my friend about my mom, even if it's a lie. Even if it's a lie. All right. Uh, we have questions here. Uh, Ryan, what do you have on the, from your side?
1: Um, could you please advise on the best response to give a seven-year-old when they ask, where is Allah? Seven-year-old is asking,
0: uh, where is Allah? Allah has no location. Simple answer. Allah does not have a location. Very simple. There is no location for Allah. He created location. He created location. How can he have a location when he created location? Answer that question. Did he create the location? Yes. So there was location, did not exist, and yet Allah existed, right? Therefore, Allah does not have location. Imran Henderson says, Assalamu alaikum, what's the ruling on missing a salah? You must make it up. Summer spaces said, Is there a punishment for purposely missing a fast other than making it up and paying kafara? And tawbah, the feeling of tawbah, uh, regret. Shahida Saeed says, Assalamu alaikum. I pray your entire team are having a great Ramadan so far, which we are, alhamdulillah. My question is when Allah accepts dua, does He grant all of it? Example grant a job and good grades. What if you get one part of the dua right away? Should you be certain the rest will come too? Inshallah, you should be. Because when a dua is answered, usually all of it's answered uh, selectively. So, have a good opinion that it will be uh, answered. Uh, quick and easy, how to improve sabr, have kids. Quick and easy says, acceptable to ask for stuff to come sooner? Yes, it is. It is. It's acceptable to say, oh Allah, bring it quickly. It's acceptable to do that. عَجْل بالفَرَجْ for example. Quick and easy says, as Allah is the best of planners, al الْمُؤَخِّرَ are always said together. Yes, al الْمُؤَخِّرَ, he brings what he wants sooner than, and he wants what he wants later. So you have to respect the last timing of things, but you may ask that something to be brought quicker. You may ask that. Uh, Naj Zeff says, try electrolytes in your water. Oh, that's a good idea. Electrolytes. Now, where do I get electrolytes? ShopRite, Trader Joe's. Hey, uh, Ryan, Jim is here, yeah. He's changing all the knobs. Um, he can start with... Shoot. Why don't you start with the studio door? Right? And it's right there. It's a digital lock. lock right there. How late can you pray to Hajj? Right up to Fajr. Yes, you can go right up to the then a Fajr. What is meant by Allah created Adam on his surah? We answered that. Ramadan Kareem from Isra to everybody else. Wizard of Oz is not here. He's taking a medical examination. I told him stop this medical nonsense and work with me full time. Uh, the secret to getting ahead is getting started. Really? Mark Twain said that? I thought, uh, right, that's good. So we think alike. Did you say it's not halal to talk to persons of the other agenda gender if there wasn't an explicit person? Yes, pretty much sarah sarah says we have nasal crimal duct that connects tear drainage to the throat thank you very much nasal crimal duct Hoax. there it is is it okay to perform oil pulling while fasting no do not do this because anything that comes down boom you're liable for that what's the best dua to repeat if you feel stuck in life I would say a salah on the Prophet will open up all the doors. Khala White, may we know where we can listen to these please? Safina Society YouTube channel. YouTube channel? Safina Society. Fatima Brana, can you provide a list? But a list of what though? I cause uh this was from the past, so which list? Just tell me in parentheses what this was referred to. Muhammad Masood, I reached out to ask about the May classes and timetable and waiting. Yes, inshallah, they'll come out soon. It will come out. You need me, Ryan? Yeah, I think we should wrap up. All right, let's wrap up because we got to change doorknobs, folks. Uh, two more questions. Is the most blessed time of the night the last part of the night before Fajr? The answer is yes. Last part towards Fajr. Last third. It's going to be somewhere in the last third. You don't know where. Somewhere in the last third. Caitlin says, how do you know if hijab of du'a is delayed or if Allah has decided he won't give it to you? You'll never know. You'll never know. So why give up? Because giving up on your du'a is not a rank. The Prophet said, actually, you can know. If you give up, that's a sign that Allah doesn't want it for you. So you have to not give up. That's the sign that Allah does not want it for you is that you gave up. So don't give up. Keep going. Just keep going. What do you have to lose? If you admit defeat, you're guaranteed 100% loss. But if you keep going, there's still a chance. Is not wearing hijab a major sin? Probably probably considered from the major sins why because it's commanded in the quran and the the condition is things that are commanded in the quran the opposite of them are major sins what is the punishment for rape in islam some of them said it's the punishment of zina had the zina and some said had of robbery which is death why because he stole basically it's it's stealing and his strength is his his weapon right so Allah Father uh, spoke about death, but others spoke about being had the Zina uh lashes, zina. How do we reconcile that and also four witnesses are not needed for rape. That's a big misconception. You don't need four witnesses for rape. If she reports it right away and there's distress and some circumstantial evidence, that could that could be sufficient. Or if her reputation is sound and she becomes pregnant, for example. That happened in time of Sayyidina Omar. They brought her a woman, she was pregnant. She said, I was raped. He said, Bring me her community. Is she righteous? They said yes. That says she was raped. All right? He agreed that she was raped based on her reputation. Okay, how do we reconcile the idea that this is very important from Idris. Last question. How do we reconcile that the messenger wa sallam, was illiterate when that may be seen as a deficiency? He was not illiterate. He was unlettered. Intentionally not given letters and words ability and reading for the simple reason that it would so that people cannot say he went and he read other books and he copied the Qur'an, right, from those other books. That's the reason why um, the Allah made him unlettered, which is illiterate means unable to read. He's capable of reading if Allah, if he wanted to, right? But Allah made him unlettered so that nobody could say he plagiarized the Qur'an, okay? All right, folks, Jazakumullahu khairan. We're going to shorten these Ramadan streams so we don't get all get exhausted, keep our stamina going. Subhanakallah, bihamdik. As-shadu wa la ilaha illa anta nastaqfuruk wa natubu ilayk. Walasr, inna al-insana lafi khusr illa aladzina amanu wa aminu al wa Watawasaw bilhaq, watawasaw bil sabr. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.